Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast that you never know when's going to go live and just pops up on your feed as and when it pleases. However, that's why you should subscribe to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes or Google or PodFi, not a thing, or whatever you use, because that way when I do go live, you'll be able to have me in your ears for an hour or however long it's going to last. But yeah, I do apologize. There's no regularity to this whatsoever. But I also promise that I will continue to do it. Uh, I do plan to do the more regular. But you just never know what life is going to throw at you in this crazy world of 2017. But yes, hello, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. If this is your first time listening, my name is Simon Miller. And this is a pro wrestling podcast. I'm pretty sure you would have been up to date with that already. But look, I like to cater for everyone. So just in case you're out there and you've stumbled across this and you're a bit confused... Now you know. Maybe I should give some background. No, I'm not going to give some background about myself. You can just Google me. Just find me on Twitter at Simoner316, and you can figure out what a moron I am. But we are going to run down everything that happened in this week's um, wrestling world. As you can probably tell, we're not live on YouTube this week, but it will be uploaded to YouTube. So you'll still be able to get your fix. That way, if you do enjoy taking in your podcasts in such a vein... And I mean, it's been quite, we're kind of in a filler week, I feel, especially when WWE is concerned. Like, we're still a few weeks away from Survivor Series. We're building this Team SmackDown versus Team Raw stuff, which seems to be dividing people down the middle. Like, I do completely understand that, you know, WWE haven't, they haven't worried about any kind of brand loyalty, you know, for the other 11 months of the year. But now just because they decided that they want to, uh, you know, us to care, all of a sudden we're meant to care. And yeah, I get it. That is a bit rubbish. They could do that a bit better, of course. However, that's not how I watch wrestling. I'm a very positive chap. I like to look on the bright side of life. So I just take it as it is. I, I go like, okay, right now there are, you know, lines in the sand and there are, you know, different ways to, you know, I'm supposed to pick a side. I'm under siege and all that kind of stuff. And I'm happy to just go along with it. Could it be better? Of course it could. But. It's not. So why why even bother bother worrying about it is the way I look at it. But I thought it was good. I think so far what we've done this week did a decent job in trying to make you care about Survivor Series if you haven't cared about it. So, for example, we now know that Kurt Angle's going to be in the match, which is quite exciting because although we saw him at TLC, he'll probably come out to his music and be in his, his normal garb. And that will be quite exciting. But also, we now know that Shane McMahon is going to be on Team Survivor Series. And I know a lot of people don't like seeing Shane McMahon in matches, which I can completely appreciate. However, he was always going to be in this. And I do think it's kind of cool because it ties into the whole Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon thing from 16 years ago. 2001, I believe it was. Or was it 2000? I think it's 2001. I hope it's 2001. I said that on a video the other day. Whoops. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. And it's not like anyone's missing out. Everyone seems to be being used on this card. I mean, I think the only real problem I have with the Survivor Series card at the moment is we've got loads of title versus title matches, but the titles aren't up for grabs. So it's champion versus champion, really. I don't... Under I mean, what's the point? Why are we doing that? I get it's Raw versus SmackDown, but why can't all the titles be on the line? I understand why they're not on the line, because then what if, you know, if The Miz beats Baron Corbin, he's now the US and IC title holder, and how do you get that belt then back on SmackDown? But why even do it? Why not just have... 
Raw and SmackDown matches beneath the main event, and then the main event be the big focus. But what do I know? It's an interesting card, to say the least. I haven't got it in front of me, which I probably should have done. But I mean, Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal now apparently has been broken as well that John Cena is going to be the guest referee, a poster leaked, unless it was photoshopped, I don't know. But there has been a rumor for a while, so it wouldn't surprise me. There's intrigue there. I mean, Corbin versus Miz is a bit weird, but, you know, we can we can see what happens, I guess. Uh, the, the women's match, was it Alexa Bliss versus... Um, who the hell is the other champion? How do I not know this? But Natalia. That's a strange match. This is all strange matches. It's the Shield versus the Usos, I would guess. Why do I think it's the bar? That wouldn't make any sense. It's champion versus champion. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting card. Whether or not you get a high quality level is, is something different entirely. But it is an interesting, interestingly put together card. Because it's a bit all over the place. And we know that Braun Strowman is going to be on, on Team Raw as well. And we know loads of people for Team SmackDown now. Because on SmackDown this week, they basically went through the process of putting people on that team. So who have you got? You've got Bobby Roode. You've got Shane McMahon. We've got Randy Orton. We've got Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm missing somebody. I guess AJ Styles must be on that team. Oh, no, it's AJ Styles versus somebody next week. And now I can't remember. Who the hell is it? It's AJ Styles versus somebody next week to decide who gets on the on the SmackDown team. Either way, I imagine AJ Styles wins that match. Because if Jinder Mahal's all tied up with Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles needs something to do, and you damn well better put AJ Styles on something because he's amazing. So I think as a card, it is different. I think that's important. Whether or not it's actually going to be any good or not is anybody's guess. I did like Raw this week, though. When I do ups and downs for what culture, a lot of people go, well, you nicked picked on it, but you still said it was a good show. Yeah, a good show can still have bad moments. And I think if the good moments are, if the good moments, if how good the good moments are, are better, outweigh the bad moments, no matter how bad they are, I can get the most out of a show. I don't think that made sense. But for example, I wasn't a huge fan of Stephanie McMahon returning at the start of the show. Now, that, I don't mind Stephanie McMahon being back on television. I just don't like the fact she fit into her old role. It was the same old, same old. And it made me feel like I was in a time warp. It made me feel like I'd gone back in time. I didn't necessarily want to see this again. And I was actually quite enjoying two wrestling shows that didn't have a bad guy authority figure. Because I just feel like that's been done to death. Especially when she started chewing out Kurt Angle. as like, we did this with Mick Foley. It just took something away from it, from me a little bit. Because I just didn't think we needed it in this angle. Uh, it, it's nice that she put Kurt in the match. Because it makes sure he can stay as a babyface. Whereas Shane is kind of treading that line of being a heel at the moment. Because, you know, arrogantly and egotistically, he put himself in the match. Yeah, Angle's been placed in this. But I don't see why he needs to be threatened with his job. Kurt Angle doesn't need this job. He's Kurt Angle. I don't want to nitpick it too much. But I just, I thought we could have come up with a more exciting way to use Steph. Maybe Steph could have come back and just been a champion for Raw. She could have been a supporter for Raw. Like, go get him, guys. I just think it would have been a better use of her character and not something we've seen before. And that was my, that was my main thing. But yeah, so I wasn't a massive fan of that. However, when Braun Strowman returned at the end of the show and basically has now embraced the way of being a cartoon character, I loved it. It cracked me up. That shot, and <clears throat> I was listening to some other people who... And I, I get that I watch wrestling maybe uh, uh, less seriously than most people. But I like all the goofy stuff with the camera in there. Does it make sense? No, of course it makes no sense. And can you argue that WWE letting us too much into the whole, well, it's obviously a show you're watching, takes away from wrestling? Sure it does. But I have alternatives. Should I want to go watch them? New Japan especially is very much treated seriously. So I love seeing all the goofy faces. I love the fact they clearly you know shot this... 
you know, uh, this footage of Braun Strowman bending over and standing up. It was ridiculous. Then he ran wild and the fans joined in with his screaming and he threw, you know, he basically killed Curtis Axel before said and done. I just thought it was a lot of fun. And I just thought it was entertaining. And I'm always like, I don't want that to to vanish from wrestling. It's, it's, it's too stupid. It's too much fun. And it was just, it just cracked me up too much. So I, I think it would be a shame if we didn't do that. So I was a big fan of that. I did think it was good. I understand the criticisms and I can understand why people thought it was too hokey. I like hokey. And Braun Strowman is hokey. And ever since he started hoking it up, that's when he started to get over. So I don't know why we'd stop doing that. So yeah, I, I thought that was, I really, really enjoyed that. We had another return, obviously, because Samoa Joe was back after his knee injury, came out, obviously got a positive reception because everyone loves Samoa Joe. So he quickly turned that on his head by blaming the fans for not sending him any well wishes, which I probably got on Twitter, to be honest. So he's probably lying, but he's a heel, so it's fine. It was a bit weird that he then had a match with Apollo Crews and then took out Titus O'Neil. But what I guess will happen is that next week on Raw, he'll just beat up Titus, o, uh, Titus O'Neil. And we can move on from that. Because I don't want Samoa Joe to be having a feud with those two. And that's nothing against Titus O'Neil or Apollo Crews because they probably, WWE probably could do more with them, but not at this stage. You know, their, their character and their perception at the moment is that they're losers. <laughs> no offense. And Samoa Joe isn't. You know, Samoa Joe has just been coming off a hot main event run that did get derailed a little bit from injury. So I want him to be built back up as quickly as he can. So, yeah. But I, did, I was glad to see Samoa Joe back. He's just, he's awesome. He's legit. He feels like a badass. I just don't know what program they put him in. I mean, I guess he's going to be on Team Raw, right? Let me find this Leak Survivor Series poster. Because if we find the Leak Survivor Series poster, which is probably now, I bet it's been discredited because I haven't really seen it in many places. Um, somebody, uh, somebody sent it to me earlier. And to be honest, when I then logged on, logged on to do my usual what's going on with the wrestling world, I didn't see it anywhere which makes me probably think that it's fake. But let's say that it's real for now. Um, well, actually, no, Braun Strowman isn't on that poster. And Braun Strowman is in team, on Team Raw. So this actually could be a bollocks poster. I mean, on the poster, you've got Kurt Angle front and center, then Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Alexa Bliss, Finn Balor in the corner there. And on the blue side, you've got Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, Charlotte, Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, and Baron Corbin. And at the top is Brock Lesnar, Jinder, and Cena. I'd actually say that could be bollocks, that poster now. Looking at it like that. But anyway, <clears throat> would Samoa Joe be on? I mean, you'd assume Samoa Joe would be on Team Raw, right? Maybe. I don't know. Either way, it was great to see him back. Uh, I liked it. I just think Samoa Joe is great. And I think hopefully now, I mean, they put him over strong on commentary, which excites me because I hope that that means, you know, he's not going to lose his momentum and that WWE understand that he is good and that we should treat him like a top star. So it's fine if he kills Apollo Crews this week and then goes and kills Titus O'Neil uh, next week as long as he then moves on to, uh, to someone else. Talking about people just murdering, straight out murdering people, Kane's massive push continues. Beat Finn Balor last week. Came out tombstone Finn Balor on the, on the rampway this week. Then beat Seth Rollins. Then beat up Daniel Bryan, who was there to try and curry favor. Not curry favor with Kurt Angle, but try and... Well, just to let him know that he wasn't in on this whole uh, SmackDown attacks angle, which is interesting. Because that is going to lead somewhere. I mean, on SmackDown, Shane, didn't, Shane seemed more concerned that Daniel Bryan got beaten up by Kane. Which kind of makes me think that... I, I feel like a Daniel Bryan heel turn's coming. Which would never work, because no one's going to boo Daniel Bryan. Especially if they do put him with um, Sami Zayn and, and Owens. Which they could do, because they're all against Shane McMahon's you know, reign, of, reign of terror on SmackDown. So that will be interesting. But yeah, Kane, it just... 
whoops everybody. And I kind of fall in between the two senses of logic. Because on the one end, yes, it's weird that 50-year-old Kane is literally destroying your main event scene. However, if it is being done because the eventual plan is to have him in a match against Braun Strowman, which Braun Strowman wins, and you want Braun Strowman to be a badass, then it makes absolute loads of sense because Braun Strowman will be the man to beat him. We can put that over on commentary and let everybody know how decent he is. And then before Kane goes away again, you can have Seth Rollins beat him and you can have Finn Balor beat him and then he's coming and he's done a purpose. As long as it, it works out that way. Like sometimes these things obviously obviously backfire. But uh, yeah, we will... I, I, I get it. It is weird. Like seeing Finn Balor absolutely ruined by Kane is just a bit strange, which I completely understand. So I understand where people are coming from, but I'm hoping the ends justify the means, which is all that really matters. And wins and losses in WWE these days are a bit nuts. You know, it's you don't really, apart from people like Roman Reigns, who are still off the show as he recovers from uh, some sort of viral meningitis or the mumps or whatever it is. You don't really get people, even Braun Strowman has, 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 has lost a couple of times. I mean, to obviously bigger people, but I, I'm not too worried about it at the moment. I see how it plays out. As long as Kane is there to serve a purpose that helps everyone in the long run, then it's fine. But it, it, I, I totally get it. It is strange seeing Finn Balor get his, you know, absolutely whooped by a 50-year-old. Kane is still massive, don't forget, though. You know, he may not be, in, he may not be a spring chicken, but he is still, he's not like a small dude, is he? I just love Kane, if I'm honest. I loved him when he debuted in 1997. 20 years of Kane the, uh, last month, if you're interested. I loved that. I stayed up for that pay-per-view, even though my parents told me not to. And, then, you know, when Kane came out with the whole, that's got to be Kane. Ah, one of the best moments of my wrestling life. No two ways about it. So we'll see what happens. At the moment, I'm okay with it. Uh, WWE also this week seemed to understand that Oscar should just be beating the crap out of jobbers. So she faced some nobody and she kicked the crap out of her. I don't know how I feel about the two competitive matches with Emma. Obviously, as she's come up, WWE did release Darren Young, Summer Rae and Emma this week. There are some rumors that Emma got released because of her attitude or her Twitter doings. Um, I don't know why Darren Young and Summer Rae got let go. I guess Summer Rae hasn't been on TV for ages. So they thought we may as well. And I guess they just had nothing for Darren Young. Either way, it's never good when people lose their jobs. That did suck, and I hope they all do all right for themselves. I'm sure they will. They're all very talented. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Oscar probably should have... I mean, especially if this was the plan, Oscar should have definitely come in and just walked over, over Emma, especially if you're getting rid of her. And also, you know, there is that logic of... If you don't know who, who, who Oscar is, or Asuka, whatever you want to call her, and you don't watch NXT, and you build her up with these vignettes to say, oh, she's a killer, she's a killer, she's a killer. And then she comes in and has a competitive match with Emma, where Emma kind of got most of the, you know, dominated most of it. Then, yeah, maybe you are going to think, well, I don't understand what I'm meant, to, I'm meant to buy into. So I don't know if it hurt her or helped her, but I mean, the point is now is she bit a job in about 30 seconds, whatever it was. I imagine she'll do something similar next week. Hopefully we can start getting across why, um, you know, she should be... Treat it as a big deal. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I certainly don't think that we are, you know, past the point of no return with Oscar already, as some people are, are predicting doom and gloom. Admittedly, her reaction from the crowd wasn't as good as it has been. There's still plenty we can do. We'll wait and see. The, the, the aspect that I'm more worried, not, worried is not the wrong word, the Halloween match on Raw. 
between Heath Slater and Rhino and the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. I don't mind them all dressing up and having a laugh and having fun. I mean, I didn't think this was particularly funny, but, you know, comedy subjective anyway. I'm sure loads of people did. I just don't understand why in a, in a, in a, in a, on a company or on a roster where tag teams are so important right now, especially if you do want to continue to build up the belts, why you would take two tag teams, excuse me, two tag teams and just throw them by the wayside. I get it, comedy, entertainment. And maybe you can do that with Heath Slater and Rhino. But Gallows and Anderson are so good. And when you allow them to be, uh, you know, two serious dudes, they really do come across that they could whoop your ass. They could eat, I mean, they could be having a, a feud with the Shield, and I think it would be quite good as long as not at the moment because they're not, you know, they, they don't feel like they've been treated the right way. But they've got the moxie to be able to pull that off. So I can't understand why. I guess they're just not they're not well liked backstage. But there's clearly something. There's clearly some point of contention there, and that's what I don't really. That's what I don't really understand. That's what kind of what confuses me. But we'll have to wait. I mean, there was a rumor this week that they were going to get fired, and they didn't. I really hope they don't, because eventually they are going to need tag teams in WWE. And, you know, throwing them throwing them to the wolves, for lack of a better term, now is not the smartest thing in the world. When they are, you know, seasoned veterans that know what they're doing. So that was more concerning to me than anything WWE's done with Oscar. I just think you could do more with the Good Brothers, and I don't understand understand why they're not i mean that's pretty much everything that happened on raw i thought the miz was great i found him really entertaining throughout the night i think roman reigns is going to be back in a couple of weeks because it's the uk tour at the moment or the european tour uh if you haven't i strongly suggest you go online the triple h has taken roman reigns position on that tour so you can see him teaming up with the shield and stuff and it is a lot of fun i know it, it, it ruins kayfabe entirely but man if you want to live in that world just stop watching wrestling because you're going to be upset all the time you may as well just accept it for what it is and enjoy it. It was kind of cool, and uh, I think anyone that's on that tour, you know, getting to see uh, to see Triple H is pretty badass. SmackDown, I mean, it was a good show because I like the good bits, but there were a lot of things that I think were questionable. Ziggler versus Rude in the two out of three falls match, I thought felt like filler, and like WWE had no stock put behind it whatsoever. Rude won, which means he's on Team SmackDown, so what Ziggler does from here, I have no idea. Uh, Styles beat Samir Singh, I think. I get confused about which is which. I think he beat Samir, and he beat the other guy last week. And, and this kind of underlined the fact that they are feuding, which was obvious anyway, because after the match, Jinder Mahal attacked him. And that was fine. I just don't really want to see Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles because I think Jinder Mahal's going to win. And that clearly doesn't do much for AJ Styles, right? And man, the, the, the legacy that Jinder Mahal is leaving in terms of people he's beaten is, is ridiculous. I just think the problem is, I made a video about this for What Culture that will go up soon. If only Randy Orton was in that position as the heel, I just think that'd be so much better. A good guy AJ Styles against a bad guy Randy Orton, I'd love that. I just would. I just think it'd be so much better. And that's nothing against Jinder Mahal, who clearly is. But, you know, what I mean is it's, um, it just doesn't, he just doesn't feel like the world champion. And he is, he has improved. You know, he has improved. He is, he is, he's, he's got better presence about him than he used to have. His matches have got better. They're still not up to where they need to be. But again, they've certainly improved. So in that sense, you've got to give the man credit because he was thrown into this position and no one's going to turn that opportunity down. But I just think if you had a guy like Randy Orton who really you know, can put on a main event caliber match when he wants to, SmackDown would just feel, feel so much better right now. So you know that, that is what it was. We've mentioned Shane being on Team SmackDown. 
The stuff with Sin Cara and Baron Corbin I don't understand. They trade wins back and forth via weird DQs where they overbeat each other up. I thought the whole point of a wrestling match is you've got to beat the other guy up. So I don't understand what that's about. I've got no problem. Like someone said in one of the comments, oh, why are you shitting over Sin Cara? I'm not shitting over Sin Cara, but again, he's gone from nothing to 100. And I thought Baron Corbin was meant to be my new guy that, you know, he's going to dominate the division. So to see him now struggling against a guy who's been treated like a joke for ages only brings Baron Corbin down as opposed to promote Sin Cara. Sin Cara should have just had a few nothing matches first. You know, like a sport. So he wins a few nothing matches to put him in a good position to become the number one contender. Are we getting Sin Cara versus Baron? No, we're getting Baron Corbin versus The Miz. See, again, it's just filler feuds. I think that's the problem with it. And I, I kind of know it's not going anywhere. But I thought that was strange. Unless we are actually going to do a mask versus hair match. Because Baron Corbin is losing his hair. But I guess if you do that, Sin Cara's got to win. Because there's no point taking the mask off Sin Cara, but there's absolutely a good reason to shave Baron Corbin's head. And I say that as a man who's lost his hair. And I get it. I held on to my hair for way too long. But still, it's got to go eventually. So maybe you can do that. But I don't want to do it on TV. You know, hair versus mask match, I actually think would be a decent SmackDown pay-per-view, to be honest. No one seems to know which, uh, which pay-per-view it is in December, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. But I would do it there or hold it off to the Raw Rumble. I don't think Baron Corbin's winning the Raw Rumble, so he's not going to be in it. It's just not a feud that gets me excited, I don't think. That's the problem. I just don't really care. And I don't really care about the US or the IC titles because they're always treated like filler or afterthought. So that's always sad. However, it was fine. Uh, we did get all this stuff. It now does seem like Rusev and Aiden English are a tag team, which I love because they're both such imbeciles and they make me, and me laugh. And uh, Big E versus Rusev was, was a fine match. You know, they're certainly going to have a feud, it seems. The New Day were all dressed up as old school WWE legends, which cracked me up. Kofi Kingston as Brother Love was just hilarious. I mean, just hilarious. Those three are great. I mean, they've kind of, they've fallen into a pattern now where they, you know, they'll never be as hot in terms of the, the stuff they were doing on TV as they once were, but they'll always be good. And I think that's what's uh, that 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 they're fun. They're entertaining. That's all I need. And Rusev is just people always send me messages going, "Oh, you're biased towards Rusev." Yeah, I am. I am biased towards Rusev. You say that like it's a surprise. I like him. I think he's funny. I want WWE to do more with him. Therefore, I'm biased towards him. And I like Aiden English. You know, Aiden, Aiden English just is character. Just embraces that stupid character so much, and it's that classic thing of because he's embraced it so much, it makes me laugh. Therefore, I'm entertained, and therefore, I'm all right with it. So there was that, and then the main event of Nakamura versus Owens. Winner goes into Team SmackDown. Obviously, Nakamura won after a lot of shenanigans from Sami Zayn, and um, Randy Orton came down and stuff. And this was okay. It was it was a standard WWE SmackDown main event match. Uh, not massively upset, you know, with Owens losing because I do think there's a plan here for Owens and Zayn. Whether that is teaming with Daniel Bryan and them screwing over SmackDown at Survivor Series, I don't know. I'd love to see it, but it almost seems like a dream dream come true. But it was, you know, I, I don't. It wasn't anything special, but it progressed all those mini feuds, and we'll see what happens over over the next few weeks. So yeah, I mean, Raw and SmackDown this week served their purpose of let's build to Survivor Series. I imagine they won't do much in the European tours when they do the tapings, just because they don't usually do. So it's going to be the go home show for Survivor Series where you really kick this off, and I think that's exciting, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good. Uh, a, a good pay-per-view. This weekend, if you are listening to this on the day it goes live, TNA or whatever they're called these days, Impact Wrestling, also have their Bound for Glory pay-per-view. It's sold out. It's in Ottawa, Canada. And they've actually sold out about 1,500 seats, which is... I mean, it'll probably change the atmosphere, which means if the matches are good, this could actually be a decent pay-per-view. And they need a decent pay-per-view, especially because this week, Anthem, the people that own it, 
and they own the fight network. They laid off, or it certainly seemed like they laid off, apparently, allegedly, all the live audio wrestling guys. And I've been listening to live audio wrestling for years, especially John Pollock and Wei Ting. Like they were, they were really, they were really, really, really top guys. I hadn't listened to them as much in recent times as I used to. But that was a real shame. And if it has come from the fact that TNA is now putting wrestling uh, podcasts out of business that have been around for 20 years, that is a little, uh, that's a little disappointing. But, you know, I listened to the, the podcast they put up and they, they, they're all very, you know, happy and glammy and understand. So no shade whatsoever uh, to, to go out to, to the fight network. It just, it just sucked. I've been listening to the law for a long time. And it's always, again, it always sucks when people lose their jobs. I think that's kind of the main stuff that's happening in wrestling as well. We touched on the releases. I mean, there could be more. I don't know. I haven't got any insider knowledge or anything like that. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Again, if you are, you know, if you're going to the European tour, do tweet me at Simon316 to let me know how it is. I know they always do some, some, quite, fun, some quite fun stuff in there. I mean, there was the other news is apparently Rockstar Spud has left Impact, could be heading to 205 Live, as well as who's the other person they wanted to put on 205 Live? Ah, I can't remember. Anyway, but there's there's rumors that he could go there. I mean, 205 Live is okay at the moment. Obviously, there's a seeding there, but he'd probably do all right. We don't have any updates with Neville. Can only assume that he's gone from the company and they're trying to negotiate his release. But, he's, you know, he got taken at the 205 Live intro and there certainly doesn't seem to be any coming together on the horizon. So I'll have to see what happens with this. And yeah, I don't, I mean, it was the releases really this week that got everybody talking. Unless I'm forgetting something, which I am want to do. Obviously, Roman Reigns being away and Triple H filling in is something else. But we're just building a Survivor Series now. I know there's a New, there's a New Japan show this weekend as well. Uh, like I say, I, I try and keep up with New Japan, but it's just so difficult because there's so much wrestling on TV. But I know there are some really good uh, matches on that card. So if you're into New Japan, you've got that this weekend as well. And not really wrestling, but you've got UFC this weekend as well, which I am excited about because it's Bisping versus GSP, the return of GSP after four years. That we won't, we won't, we may touch on that once the fight is done and dusted. I won't say much more about that now, but that could be. I'm excited about that fight. I think it could be interesting. So I did tweet out earlier from at Simon Miller 316. And at this point as well, if you do want to come on the podcast or support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. Even if everybody gave a dollar, it would change. Won't change everything, but it just make me a very happy man, and uh, you know, make sure I can continue continue doing this stuff. And again, if you want to watch stupid videos, it's youtube.com forward slash c forward slash the Miller Report Rules Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you sign up to Mitch's Prediction League, especially before Survivor Series. Get involved in that. And if you are on iTunes, please do leave us a five star review, leave us a comment, whatever. All of that pushes up the rankings, and the higher we can get up there, the better. But yes, on my Twitter at Simon316, I did ask for some questions because I thought it would just be nice to answer some of your questions. So that is what we're going to do right now. So the first comes from uh, Jim at Neon Shudder. It feels like WWE has been booking Finn Balor horribly. How could they use him properly? Who would you have him feud with? Well, they haven't been treating him as well as maybe some of us would have hoped in the beginning. Don't forget, he was the first ever Universal Champion and then got screwed over by an injury, really. And that kind of derailed him a little bit. Now he's come back. I mean, they kind of screwed it up by not having him go after Seth Rollins, which would have made sense. You know, that was the, that's where the storyline really should have gone. And yeah, he has kind of floated around. His Bray Wyatt program has been horrible. 
I don't know who's to blame for that. And so now he does kind of find himself in a little bit of a holding pattern. However, I'm hoping that the plan is to have him face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. He'll lose that match, but leading into that match, he'll need to be built up. And if he does go in there and has an amazing match with Brock Lesnar, it's not a problem. You know, he's going to come out the other side of that, feel like a big deal, feel like a main eventer, much like Samoa Joe did. And then we can forget about all this bad stuff and, you know, hope for better days. But yeah, at the moment, I wouldn't, I don't think, he just feels lost in the shuffle to me at the moment. You know, his, his feud with Bray Wyatt is all over the place because of the injuries and it wasn't, uh, the illnesses and it wasn't that good anyway. You know, he beat AJ Styles and he lost to Kane. It just feels inconsistent. And that's the problem. But Finn Balor is talented enough that he can hold his own. If he does have to tread water for a while, he'll be okay in the long run. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, at KCI hashtag Team NXT, that's a, that's a name. At Nikki Cross, Nikki's Cross. How amazing is Sanity? That's my question. Do you know what? They're all right. I'm not the biggest Sanity fan. No, that's no, no, no. Let me let me change that around. I'm not as big a Sanity fan as some people. I like it. I like the entrance. I like Eric Young. I like um, what's he called now? Killen Dane. That's how you pronounce it, right? I like Nikki Cross. They're all. They are a really good stable, and I think they do well on the main roster. Unless, apart from the fact that stables aren't really treated seriously in the main roster. But they do have something, and they are working well in NXT, and they're all really good wrestlers. But I know some people really like them. They're like, oh, man, it's the best thing ever. I wouldn't put myself in that category. Um, but they are good, and they have definitely made the NXT their own. So I'm excited to see what they do with them. I hope they, when they do get called up, they all come up as a group, because I think they're stronger uh, together. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Certainly got potential there. Uh, Glenn P1, if there was a match between Kane and Rusev, who would you root for to win? Rusev. I love Kane, but Kane's had his time in the sun. Kane's had 20 years of gloriousness. Now it's Rusev. It's Rusev Day. Every day is Rusev Day, as Aiden English told us on SmackDown. So I, I want Rusev to be world champion. I want Rusev to main event WrestleManias. I want Rusev to be my friend. I want Rusev to give me a call. Rusev is the best person on the roster. He makes me laugh. He's entertaining. He's funny. You can give him any kind of material or storyline or character, and he can pull it off. And he's funny on Instagram, and sometimes he says risque things about his wife, which makes me laugh. I love Rusev. I think he's underrated, to say the least. Uh, Mara Nicole, who do you think is also on the way out the door in WWE, and where should the recently released guys go? I am a bit worried about Gallows and Anderson when the, w the European tour is over, just because of how they were booked. But hopefully it's all hearsay and rumor and lies. Because I, I, as I said earlier, I really do think they have... They're just good. <laughs> There's nothing more to it. They're just a really good tag team. And therefore, I'd like them to be used better. Outside of that, I can't see about anybody else that would let go. I mean, you could be worried about someone like Heath Slater, who's been there a long time. Kurt Hawkins. He's kind of vanished into nothingness. And I was enjoying his gimmick, as silly as it was. So maybe, you know, maybe those guys. I hope nobody else gets released. I think it would be a bit shitty to do it, you know, in weak bursts as opposed to one day. So hopefully this is all, there, all, all, all it is. As for the guy that's already released, the, the good thing is the indie scene, it depends what they want to do, right? The indie scene right now is so, I mean, you could actually argue that it's oversaturated because there's so much good wrestling, which means, you know, more wrestlers are trying to do it. So it's difficult to kind of make your mark. But I think Darren Young would be good if he can kind of reinvent himself and do that. Summer Rae seems to be more interested in doing modeling or something, which is amazing. I'm sure she'll do good. And I think Emma has come away with so much sympathy that she can actually turn that into a positive. Maybe she can go to Women of Honor. Maybe she can do something with Shimmer. TNA would probably take her, to be honest. I don't know if you want to go there, but you could. 
So I just think they, they, they want to Cody Rhodes it. That's what you want to do. You want to prove that you are worth, that you are worth what you're worth. So the only thing I would say is that they should probably hit that as soon as they can. I don't know what the releases of their contracts are. But if they can use it to their advantage, I think they'll all do fine. I'm surprised that they didn't have anything for Samurai. I think you could have put Samurai with someone. I'm trying to think of somebody now, and I can't. But I just think she she was very good. Like when she was with Fandango, she was great. She just came across very well on TV, I always thought. Oh, well. We'll see what happens. Chris McCord. When do you think we'll get the inevitable Zayn versus Owens match and who turns on who? Well, if you do do that, uh, you know, Zayn is going to have to turn on Owens. You're going to have to have Owens as the face and Zayn as the heel. I don't think you can have it the other way again. We've seen it too much. I would keep this going for ages. The Sami Zayn heel character is hilarious. Owens and Zayn together have such good chemistry. I'd put Daniel Bryan in there if you do want that heel that have, that have that heel faction. And I'd try and eke a year out of it. Why not? It'd be so much fun and everybody would enjoy it. So that's what I would do. So I'm hoping that... I don't want to see a turn there. I, I like them together. You know, they, they can still go off on their separate ways, but still be friends. So that's what, that's what I hope they do. We'll have to... I'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I don't want to see a turn right now. There's no point. They're better together. They just are. They're better together. Dan Barnes, who will win the 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series match Raw or SmackDown? Well, I think Raw's going to win it just because I think that everything that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are saying tying into them, it's, you know, they have to screw over Team SmackDown. They just have to. There's too much hints there. So if they don't do that, I'm going to make sense. Or at least they're going to try to. So we'll wait, and see. we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, I think what I think will happen is I think the Team SmackDown, uh, SmackDown will win most of the matches. So Baron Corbin will beat The Miz and... Natty will beat Natalia, and the Usos will beat the Shield, whatever that match is. I feel like I've got that confused. You know what? We're going to look it up. We're going to look it up because I, I, I swear it's not them, but it has to be them because it wouldn't make sense. The main event is going to be a big schmoz, hence why John Cena's in it. Um, now, it is. Yeah, it is the Shield versus uh, the Usos. I am right. Uh, and at the moment, oh, I haven't even mentioned the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's match. Well, whoever loses that you get vice versa in the men's ones, right? I think that's pretty obvious. We've got Enzo versus Callisto. That would be a pre-show match. Nobody cares. Um, at the moment, I'm just going to look on Wikipedia because it's easy. They've got it as Team Raw. as Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and obviously AJ Styles or Rusev. Of course that's the match. AJ Styles or Rusev. Well, AJ Styles will definitely win that. So we need three other people on Team Raw. So it's probably going to be... Will it be Roman Reigns, obviously? So we need two more. It's got to be Samoa Joe. Who would be the other guy? This should be really simple. Finn Balor, I guess, right? He's not doing anything. Or maybe you put Kane on there. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Anyway, we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, I think team. I think the team Raw will win, they win that one. You'll know. Whoever got the upper hand up until that point, they're winning. <laughs> uh, they're losing, sorry. Alfred Dorr, what was your earliest wrestling memory? Mine is collecting the WWF collectible cards in 1991 or so. Well, it was when my dad got Sky. I was very blessed as a child to get Sky because my dad worked in TV, so he needed it for his job. And I was flicking through the channels, and I saw a man wearing pink, and I thought, that's weird. I've never seen a man wearing pink. And he had long black hair, and I saw him you know, darting around the ring. And I was like, wow, this is cool. His name was Bret Hart. Here we are, 30 years long, 30, 25 years later, and I'm still watching it. Yeah, I think I can't remember the match exactly. I think he was in a tag team match, which would add up, uh, you know, for the age and where Bret Hart was in his career. 
And that's my first memory. How it then manifested itself, I don't know. I mean, all my memories after that come in the Attitude Era, which were a lot, you know, well, not just the Attitude Era, but I don't know when I, I got super into it. So, but yeah, I remember, I remember flipping through channels and seeing Bret Hart running the ropes and being like, what the hell is this? And then that was it. I mean, I only ever really, I took a break from wrestling when I was at university. So that was 2002 to 2005. So I didn't really miss much. Kind of took a break after the Attitude Era, right? As long as people did. But that was it. Ever since then, I've always, you know, I kind of did fall out. I didn't really know what was going on then. But as always, once you're a fan and you fall back into it for the second time, it kind of, it kind of eats you alive. And now that's it. I'll never stop watching it. Hey, I'm doing it. It's my favorite thing ever. So David Anthony, where the hell is Neville, especially after recent releases? Great point. Touched on it earlier. I imagine they're trying to negotiate his release, which is not going to be easy because they don't want him to go and he wants to go. Tom Anson, how do you feel about Sting's run with WWE? They built him up well before his match with Triple H, but the decision to have him lose was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Sting should have won. But, it's, I mean, the thing with Sting is, if you listen to him talk, he doesn't give a shit. So if Sting doesn't give a shit, I'm like, okay, well, I don't either. I loved his Survivor Series. It must have been 2014, right? Arrival, that was awesome. That's three years ago. Can you believe it? That was great. I do think he should have beaten Triple H, but I'm not massively bothered that he's not. And obviously, his Seth Rollins match was good until the injury. It's a shame. It would have been better if he had won. But I get it, right? The history is written by the winners. WWE won that war. They don't want a WCW guy, which he will always be seen as there, to beat a WWE guy. At least we had fun. We had the NWO DX. It was a laugh. There was one point where we were never going to see Sting in the WWE. So in that sense, I'm all right with it. It, it was sad. I, I really, I'm a big Sting fan because uh, he's just such a nice guy. Steve Bourne is a nice dude. <laughs> That's the main reason I like him. Garth, if you could take one current roster member and go back to place them at the height of the Attitude Era, who would it be? kind of want to say Rusev. I'm obviously not going to say that. That'd be ridiculous. I think Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose, if you just let him run wild, would be awesome. He's got a very stone-cold Roddy Piper, I know, cliche, cliche vibe to him. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'd take Dean Ambrose. I'm trying to think. I'm just going, I'm going through everybody now. Yeah, Dean Ambrose would be my choice. I think he'd fit in there well, and he would have stood out. Probably shine more than he already is shining, and he is shining pretty bright anyway. So, Carry on wrestling. Can Bray Wyatt's gimmick be saved, or does he need a complete revamp? Follow-up, if it can be saved, how? If not, then what would you like to see them doing with him? I've said this for ages. I completely revamp Bray Wyatt at this stage. I, I don't even like the entrance music. I don't even like the entrance music. I'm that guy. I don't think it serves his character. Yeah, it's all like cool and it works with the entrance, but it doesn't suit the character. It doesn't make me feel anything. It was the best thing about The Undertaker or Kane's entrance. They made me feel. So, anyway, that's my, uh, that's my gut on Bray Wyatt. No, I don't think he can be saved. I think, I think he's way too far gone now, but they'll never change him. He's a guy to get other people over, and that's it. And he'll always be interesting to a certain degree because he's got magic powers. That's it. It sucks. But that's where we've got to. And now he's a woman. <laughs> I don't understand. He's wearing shawls on his head. Oh, it's so strange. I think the best thing that ever happened was him getting ill. That's a horrible thing to say, but I just think that would have died. We'll have to wait and see when he comes back, though. Will Passman, what is your favorite stable group in the entirety of wrestling at the moment and of all time? Pwah. That is a question. Favorite group? I mean, the NWO would be up there because they were just so badass and cool when I was a kid. I always liked the Hart Foundation because of Bret Hart. And I like Brian Pillman and Owen Hart and Bulldog and all that kind of stuff. Who else did I like? 
Kurt Hennings, what are they? The rest, the West Country Rednecks. Not really, I'm joking. I can't even remember their name. At the moment, I mean, The Shield, I guess. I mean, I do like The Shield, but I'm not a super Shield fan. There aren't that... No, I guess in the entirety of wrestling, my favorite group at the moment would be The Bullet Club, just because I think they're hilarious. The Young Bucks crack me up. And the Young Bucks are such inspirations as well. They really have changed wrestling. Like, I'll, I'll fight that. I'll fight that to the end of time. Like, I just... Growing up in a world where independent wrestling just didn't really exist, especially in England, to see them doing so well and so successful for yourself, just, they're awesome. I love, I love them to pieces. Of all time, I have to sit on that. I must be missing a faction that I used to absolutely adore and forgetting about. But obviously the NWO were cool. Never was a massive DX guy. Don't know why. Just wasn't. Probably because I hated Shawn Michaels. Oh, I love Triple H. I have to think about that. I may just blurt that out later when I remember someone. I must have forgot. You know what? We're going to do it again. We're going we're gonna, to... I'm sat here right in front of my computer. Best stables in wrestling. Oh, there's a what culture list. We'll click on that. <laughs> I did like Evolution, actually. They've just popped up. Evolution always uh, floated my boat because, I, you know, I like Triple H. I like Ric Flair. Batista and um, Randy Orton were fine, but it was those two that I really enjoyed. And I just like the dynamic of it, and I like the idea. I wouldn't say they were my favourite, but they were certainly um, they, they were certainly up there. Uh, the Four Horsemen as well. We're talking about all the time. I, was, I loved the Four Horsemen because they came across like badasses. Um, so maybe the Four Horsemen and the New World Order and the Heart Foundation. I think that's a good that's a good mix. Uh, Seek Firebrand. That's a good name. Can you choose five wrestlers who are being misused in WWE who would kill it on the indies? Dolph Ziggler, top of the list, if he had the right you know desire to do so. Um, oh, that's a question. Now I've gone blank straight away. Curtis Axel, probably. Bo Dallas, probably. I think they've got, they're both talented cats. Staring off into the distance now, as I think. Who do I think is underused? Rhino, but he's, he's you know, I don't think Ryan cares anymore. Rhino's had his time and he, he whooped ass. He was amazing, but I do like Rhino. That's four. Four will do. Because <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. Michael Turner, what will your finisher be when you become a proper pro wrestler? Don't know yet. All I'll say about the, the character stuff when it comes to wrestling is that there's a huge chance I'm going to tie it into all the why stuff just because I can already see how I would do that. Don't tell me the task on that. That could change. But that's the only thing I'm kind of uh, uh, set on. However, it's Thursday today as I'm recording this. I've got my exam in. Not... They're two weeks today. So it's session six tonight, then session seven, then session eight. I'm so excited. I'm so, oh, I fucking love wrestling. <laughs> Matt Darley. With the lack of depth in both the tag team and women's division, would they benefit from being excluded from the brand split? Yes. Raw should have had tag teams. SmackDown should have had women's or vice versa. Always stand by that. Or just get more women and tag teams in. Which I don't understand. Which I don't, why are you dropping out the club? We need more tag teams. We need a division. You've got three hours of Raw. Absolutely agree with that. I would have, um, yes, I just would have done. I would have, I would have separated them to make them feel even better. Which is that's the only reason I don't want them to do a women's Raw Rumble. I mean, that'd be okay actually because they probably put all the women in one. Or they will do that, so that's fine actually. But um, that was the reason I didn't want them to do it because it's not enough women. But I guess you combine the brands, so that's fine. Uh, Zia Knight, what would your Raw Survivor Series team be? Well, based on what I think, well, it's only what, I, well, what we've got. Yeah, Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor. Maybe Kane? Wouldn't really make sense. Bray Wyatt, maybe? Pfft, something like that. 
Joey Longo, who's your favourite member of the Bullet Club, past and present? Well, I love the Young Bucks. Big fan of Cody Rhodes, because again, he's a lovely guy. He really is a nice dude. Kenny Omega rocks. I mean, they're all pretty badass. My Skull's great. They're all great. You can't. I just like them all. I like them as a unit. JK, how would you book Survivor Series? I would have Team Raw win after Team SmackDown lose because Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens get involved. I think that's a good story there, and I think it really gives them momentum coming out the other side. I'd also put Daniel Bryan with them because he doesn't agree with Shane McMahon. This is why I don't like the fact... Well, I guess it doesn't really matter that Stephanie McMahon came back and said all of that because they'll win, so it'll be fine. So I'm a bit worried about that. Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, I don't know, because you need to protect them both. Maybe, but I don't, want, I don't want John Cena as a special ref to screw over Jinder Mahal and Brock Lesnar wins like that. That's awful for Brock. So I wouldn't do that. Otherwise, the rest of the matches, I think, are hit and miss. Who really cares? Genuinely what I think. I don't mean that horrible way. But, you know, if Miz beats Baron Corbin, great, vice versa, great. If Alexa beat Natty, great, vice versa, great. It's all heels going at each other, so it doesn't really matter. But that's what I do in the main event. Luke Cullen, what is the most underrated WrestleMania, in your opinion? Well, mine is WrestleMania 24, but I'm biased because I went. And I love that Ric Flair retirement match. And I love the main event of The Undertaker versus Edge. But I think a lot of people like that. But it always felt underrated to me because to me it's super special. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other ones that I enjoyed. No, I think otherwise I like all the other ones. I like 17, I like 18 just because I love Hogan versus The Rock. I love the, love the crowd. I love 19 because I think The Rock versus Austin match is really emotional. I'd have to go through a list. They're the ones at the top of my head. Glorified jobbers. Which current WWE wrestlers do you think would be big... Oh, we've done that. That's the same question we already had. Uh, David Lynch. My mate, what does it mean to wrestle? Lynch, you're an idiot. Callum Teeter. Do you think Shane is turning heel? No, I think they want you to think that because then they'll turn Daniel Bryan heel instead. Could be wrong, but that's what I think. That's what it feels like is going to happen. But we'll have to wait and see. You never know. Maybe it's a double red herring. And I'm supposed to think that. And then actually, Shane McMahon does turn heel. I think one of them's turning heel. How that benefits Daniel Bryan, I don't know. Because I assume this is all building to WrestleMania stuff. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I think Survivor Series is going to be fun, though. That's my gut. I really do think Survivor Series is going to be fun. It could be utterly wrong. It could be utter garbage. But we're going to wait and see. Right. On that note, I think we've covered everything in pro wrestling. I will cover Bound for Glory next week. I am going to watch it because I just think with a Canadian sold-out crowd, it could be really fun. I'll try and watch New Japan. I am going to watch UFC 217. So we'll talk about that. And I'll watch Raw and SmackDown, obviously. And, and we, can go, you know, we can go from there. So you know, make sure you give us five stars, like us, all that kind of stuff. Share it with your friends. Go on Twitter right now and say, hey, you should listen to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you saw the tweet, give it a little retweet. Let's get it out there. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 to support with money. So appreciated, I can't even begin to explain. Also, $20 or more, you can come on the podcast and have a chat. We've got a few guys coming, which is going to be awesome. YouTube.com for SC, for the Middleport Rules. Facebook group, Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. Give that a search. And I think that's it. I mean, we will. you will get one of these a week. I don't know what day it is. There's no point in saying it's going to go up on a day. I know that sucks. You want some kind of stability, but that's why you subscribe. If you subscribe, you're never going to hit miss my voice talking to you. Right now, you may be in the car. You may be in the gym. You may be at a restaurant. You may be ignoring your girlfriend or boyfriend. I don't know, but I will be with you always. Like Star Wars. And a new Star Wars trailer came out today as I'm recording this. Haven't watched it. May watch it later. I'll see how I feel. Either way, thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you very much for supporting me. 
Thank you for letting me into your ear life. Don't know what that means. And I will be back next week. Who knows when? Who knows when? Who knows when? Who knows when? Who knows when?